Hey there, this is Jen from the Maiden Voyage podcast, and you're listening to episode five, season one. Today, we're going to be talking about tattoos, piercings, hair color, all of that crazy stuff in the workplace, and some jumble standards that we as women feel for having them. Maiden Voyage is a podcast recorded by the women of Impulse Creative. Audrey, Rachel, Jen, Danielle, Courtney, Jackie. We're CEOs, salespeople, project managers, writers, and marketers. We're also wives, rad moms, remote employees all over the country, in-house staff, empowered single ladies, and all-around ass-kickers. There's a lot of challenges we face, overcome, and share that make our voyage different than those of the men we work with. This is our journey. Welcome to Made a Voyage. Today, we're talking to the mermaids here about what not to wear, double standards in the office, and life attire. Let's dive in. So we've all been there. We wear something, we have a tattoo, and someone makes a snide comment about it in the office. Or we feel like we can't even come to work wearing it. Do, you, do any of you ladies have a personal story about when this happened? I personally don't have any tattoos, but um, I used to work at a bank, and I was in college, so naturally I was, you know, young and hip. But naturally. I got little yeah, <laughs> naturally. Um, I got little hot pink extensions, not many, just like six half inch sized extensions, professionally clipped in, not clipped in, but like beaded in. And I was told that I had to take them out, and if I didn't, I was going to get fired. Um, yeah. So it, it it just got to the point where eventually I wanted to keep the extension, so I eventually quit. Um. <laughs> I did. I, I yeah, rock on. Someone um, got my extensions. I'd quit too. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're not hot pink, but we wouldn't do that here. Either either anyway, um, <laughs> you I mean, love a good say, hair color, Rachel. You I know purple, right? Yep, last year was bright purple. Second thing is, I had a diamond studded nose piercing, and I applied for a job at BMW. And they told me that I had to cover it every day if I were to get the job with like a beige colored band-aid like because it had to stay on I couldn't put like makeup on it because you could still see it I had to put like a band-aid on it isn't that worse than like, like a cut out yeah. yeah like cut out a little tiny square and cover it I'm like but it's cute I kind of think you should redo it I know I, I, know I thought about it I took it out for my wedding and then it just closed up but I no. thought about doing it again all right well now we know what we're doing the next time we're all in HQ <laughs> <laughs> I love that. So kind of a similar situation. I mean, my, my job wasn't like threatened or anything. And I, I also don't have any tattoos, but my first job out of college, I was working as a social media specialist and we had uniforms. So like, basically we would wear these like pretty hideous looking polos. Like sometimes I look like I was like a professional bowler with some of these uniforms, but that meant that it was super easy to get dressed in the morning. So it's like, I'm not a morning per- morning person as it is. Like, I mean, I can barely talk right now. Like, I'm still <laughs> working on my coffee and waking up. But, like, so I would just, like, quickly get ready in, like, minimal effort. Like, I'd just put on, put on my makeup, like, just as much as I needed to look still like a female <laughs> and just throw my hair up. And then there was one day where, like, okay, I woke up early enough to shower and, like, do my hair. And I went to go ask one of the VPs um, a question and I walk in and he was like, oh, wow, Courtney, you actually, you actually brushed your hair this morning. And I was like, whoa, (laughs) thank 
so I look like crap every other day, I guess you're, uh, you're hinting at, but I ended up telling my boss about it. Cause I came in, I had a, had a pretty close relationship and he was like, he was annoyed by it and was like, that's so messed up and almost kind of, kind of sexist. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's, you know, what I have always found is, and, and I'm an overdresser in general. Like I would rather be the fanciest person in the room than like in my Walmart outfit. So I always feel like I'm overdressed, but I've also always been the person that like I dress for the job I want and not the job I have. Like coming from corporate America, that was something that was instilled to me in a long time ago. And always being like a forward facing employee, like in front of clients out in the field doing sales. Like I always felt like I was representing not only myself, but like my company. So leaving corporate America where I wore suits every day and coming to the marketing industry about five years ago had really, really, really hard for me to kind of switch gears into like what a casual wardrobe like feels like. And I still like, I love that the people in the, in, in our industry feel like they can show up like CEO hoodie, like that. I just like, I can't do it. Mm. And I don't know if it's because like, okay. what is it? Like, like uh, someone once said to me, Oh, when your hair's up, we know you like aren't trying or you are having a bad day. But like, if you show up in a hoodie, like you're, you're winning. Like I, and I was a dude who said that, but like, no, it just means that I want to dress like you today. Like I want to just roll out of bed and come into the office and, and I, I can't, I don't know. I can't do it. Like, I, like I work from home and I am full, like head to toe. Like, well, I have pants, a button on, like I wear shoes sometimes. I just feel like I am setting myself up for success when I get dressed up. But if I were to show up in yoga pants and a hoodie, I don't think it would be perceived the same way. Um, mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's me. That's like in my head um, and how like maybe I feel about myself. Like, you know, I get dressed up because I like to get dressed up, not because it's asked of me. Like specifically at this organization, it's not asked of me to like put on a, a jacket, but if I wanted to, I could. Um, mm -hmm. And I do, I do feel like there are those double standards where women are expected to put on all the babies. There's an adorable oh baby. If you're listening at home, there's an adorable baby who just peeked her head up and may or may not have lost a little bit of her breakfast. That's adorable. <laughs> We're going to be mermaid down for a minute. <laughs> um, but um, I do feel like it's expected of females to put on makeup, to do their hair, to put that extra effort in when it's not in men. Um, and that I've always felt that way at every job I've ever had. I almost want to grab one of the guys and like, bring them in. Oh. Right. But at the same time, do you cover up your tattoos for a meeting? Because I know you've got some on your arms and stuff. So, that's an interesting question. Um, it depends on who I'm meeting with. And um, I have been told in other careers, don't let her see, like as a, uh, there was an older female director, don't let her see your tattoo. So I was told I had, cause I got ones on my legs first and I was told that I had to cover them when I was going to meetings because it was inappropriate um, for the type of clients and people I was meeting with. Um, was, I was in a really stiff industry. It was the accounting industry. And um, so I did, I wore pants all the time because yes. I felt awkward. They made me feel awkward. So I just covered everything up. Um, I don't interview with my tattoo showing. I don't interview with curly hair because I saw an article once that people take women with straight hair more seriously. So 
I alter my physical appearance when I think it will change the way people think about me. Yes. Wow. I can see it being difficult with like old fashioned people. Yeah. I get ready every day here when like it's not asked of me, but I feel like when I'm in a meeting with a client and I'm together, I'm more confident. And um, when I'm in a meet, usually at home, when we work from home on Wednesdays, I don't get ready. And I can see a difference in myself in meetings. I'm more passive. I'm not like as confident in my role. So I always get ready. I ruin it for Courtney though, because then I'm sure she feels like she has to get ready. Oh I yeah. <laughs> I actually, I came in one Wednesday, you know, everyone works from home on Wednesdays. So like, there's just a, a couple people who come into the office. And I remember when I had first started working here, like, I don't know. I just like, I was like, I feel like this is uh, an appropriate day to wear sweatpants because I'm not going to see any clients. Like there aren't many people in the office. And like the same day, Audrey came in wearing a dress and I was like, Oh man, this is awkward. <laughs> I remember that day. Yeah. But it's not because but, but there's two said that wasn't okay. It's because something in our brains tell us that that's not okay. Yeah. And there's, there's people here who wear sweatpants all the time and like, it's whatever. But like I, in my head, I was like, I think maybe because like Audrey and I are the only two females in the office. So like, there's like this unspoken expectation that we have to be like on the same level of like, <laughs> just I don't tell know. me next time. <laughs> It was kind of like an impulsive decision. I was like, you know what? It's Wednesday. I'm going to be comfortable and put sweatpants on. I actually came in because I had a really important client meeting. So I went like (laughs) even extra. Like I was wearing heels. I was looking good. (laughs) Right. And I love that because you always look good, but nobody else in the office does that. So it's, it's not even an internal culture that makes you feel like you need to do that. That is something you brought with you from somewhere else. Yeah, side note, I'm always a little bit extra. (laughs) (laughs) But, and I also think that's a lot of personality too. So like when I was at my first inbound agency, everyone kept telling me, you're so corporate, you're so corporate, like wear a t-shirt. We're all wearing t-shirts. And like, I I physically cannot wear a t-shirt to work. Like it gives, I'm sweating thinking about it. I just can't do it. And I just think they're, you know, everyone is different in like how they feel comfortable and what makes them feel fresh. Like I remember Danielle, you messaged me and you were like, dude, I just bought all these t-shirts and I can't wait. I'm so excited for them to come in. And like, girl, I love a good t-shirt too. Let me tell you. But I, I don't know. I just, I can't do it. I can wear my impulse creative t-shirt, but that's as far as it's going. Even then. I'm like, mm, I don't know if I look so fancy today. <laughs> yeah. Do we have a lip color that matches? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Danielle, have you had any, like, as, as the most um, member of our clan, <laughs> um, do, have you had and have you run into issues with, with your appearance at well, any show class? us your tattoos first so everyone knows. They're beautiful. They are the prettiest tattoos I've ever seen in my entire life. Auto tattoos. Yeah. You worked at like uber corporate America too, but Lego was like creative. Yeah. So I have a few things to say about this. Um, It goes the other direction for me now. Uh, when I had a little bit like a tongue piercing, I was told by um, a woman who's now a mentor and not like surrogate mother of mine, but was my editor, um, that I needed to take that out. 
uh, working in a newspaper and I did, and I was like 21 or 22, mm-hmm. but you know, I, I didn't work for those kind of, I didn't work in the industry forever. Um, and as I got more into creative field, um, I got more into tattoos and looking more like <clears throat> I do now, um, But here's the thing, like at some point I had to make a decision about what I was going to have that's visible. I can't, you can't cover hand tattoos. And, you know, once you start getting tattoos on your arms, like you got to draw the line in the sand for yourself. So for me, it was getting really comfortable in a career that had uh, legs that could go, you know, the long term for my future that kind of said to me, I was never going to not work in a creative industry anymore. And that my look was completely acceptable in that industry and that it wouldn't change. Um, So that was an important distinction for me. So with the tattoos, I remember um, when I was considering going into visible areas on my arms, I remember seeing someone talk about it. I don't know if it was on a documentary or someone I talked to. I don't remember where I got it, but there was someone who said, um, you know, I don't regret getting tattoos in visible areas like my arms and hands and sky had full sleeves, I believe. Um, and they said they didn't regret it because it didn't take opportunities away from them, but it did a better job in <clears throat> giving them the opportunities they wanted. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but like, you know, I'm automatically weeded out of things that aren't a good fit because of how I look. So I'm more apt to draw things to me that are a better fit. Um, people like, you know, people who don't like people with tattoos and just steer clear of me. So I don't ever have to deal with that. I'm not on the cusp whatsoever. So I never get a lot of what you guys get with like the pushback of having to look a certain way. I'm so far on the other end of that spectrum that nobody ever says anything. Um, And if anything, I think the tattoos have given me, it's silly, but it's um, bigger opportunities or like uh, more of an appeal for some reason. People think I'm more creative or, you know, she's artsy. She's, (laughs) I'm not, but um, yeah, no, They've honestly never been a big issue for me. But here's a little funny side note, and I'm going on. And um, so just take a second. So a good, reputable tattoo artist, like the one who did these sleeves for me, would not tattoo my hands until um, not only both my arms were tattooed, but before I started getting into, like, the lower forearms and hands, any visible areas like that, he makes sure that his clients have a career and a job in which they would never factor in. So he literally will not give you a tattoo if it's going to cost you your job. He does not let clients make stupid decisions. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Yeah. So someone's got to take responsibility and sometimes it's the tat, sometimes it's the tattoo artist, which is kind of funny, but I get a lot less shit for my looks than you guys, which is hilarious for having over a hundred hours worth of tattoo work. That is interesting. I like the point you made though, that like you made the conscious decision that this is the way I'm driving my life and you either get in the car or you get out of the way. 
It is not something to be taken lightly when you alter your appearance like this. I mean, I mean, you look at, oh, she's got cute hand tattoos. These are called um, deal breakers or job killers. Job killers. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I like that message because no matter what you're wearing or purple hair, hand tats, face piercings, whatever it is, like, it's almost like you have to consciously, like you said, this is who I am. And it's, I think it's a lot about ownership. Like I know that I like to dress up and I'm owning that. And I'm going to walk into a room of t-shirts and know that I'm the only one in high heels and I'm okay with that now rather than feeling awkward or it's empowering. And so I think it's about looking at where you are in your life and empowering yourself to make bold or non-bold decisions, but live with those. If I have any advice for anyone along this subject, it would just be like to own it and own the consequences of it. And, um, you, you know, you just got to know where this is going to take you and where it's not going to let you go anymore. I cannot walk into a bank and get a job. I have accepted that and that's totally okay. Uh, but you just have to be aware of what you're putting out there and the cause and effect, whether or not you agree with it, you can't be naive about it. Cause that's when, you know, you make stupid decisions that you regret. But at the same time, that completely sucks that you can't just walk into a bank or if you wanted to become a doctor or whatever other profession that is frowned upon. (laughs) Absolutely. And, um, you know, I still believe I probably could be a doctor. Yeah. Yeah. It, it all varies so much. Like especially in professions like that, Rachel, it's funny you bring that up when you're your own boss. Um, it matters so much less. Yeah. And especially someone with authority, like a doctor, where regardless of what you look like, people are probably going to listen to what you have to say. It matters a lot less. So I should just walk around wearing a white coat all the time. (laughs) (laughs) I love what you took away from that message, Rachel. (laughs) (laughs) Purple hair and a white coat. Oh, I think that's a great message. So, all right, Voyagers, own it, do it, be you. I think that's what we're trying to communicate today. It doesn't matter where you are, be you. This is your journey, right? Um, Jen, are we moving into, uh, I think you're taking the poop deck, right? Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, so if you haven't been listening before, go back and watch some of our other podcasts, first of all. Second of all, the poop deck is a little time where we like to talk about a company or a brand or something that did kind of a shitty job with something. <laughs> um, and I was the one that actually had the poop deck for this week. Um, I had went to CVS. We've probably all seen these hilarious different types of memes on the internet about it. But I got a crazy, crazy long receipt um, for two items, I went to the CVS pharmacy to pick up my scripts. And uh, let's see how far back I have to go here. It's so ridiculous. Oh my ridiculous. Oh my crap. I've had those too. Oh I just God. don't understand. <laughs> they put coupons. They're all coupons. Are you well, going to use okay. them though, really? So the receipt ends about here, which is still long for a... A two-item receipt. But then they're all coupons. I can't with this. You're killing <laughs> trees, CVS. You put that in your purse. 
The trick that they do though is they put the coupons for things that you've just like already bought on your account. Do they? Yeah. I didn't so even like, look at the coupons. I was so mad. Who goes back to CBS and uses the coupons? I've done it. I do it online. I don't know. Like, but, I don't, first of all, that receipt goes in the trash. I'm not keeping that. Is there a digital way CVS yeah. that you can do this? Can you attach it to my CVS card? So, yeah, stop killing trees. Is there an no. app? Like, it is 2019 CVS. Get your shit together. Get it together. <laughs> it's so true. I actually, uh, let's see, I wanted to share this real quick. There's got to be an app for that. If not, we're, Impulse is creating one. Don't anyone else? They don't do give it? you the option when you check out. Uh, let's, let's see this guys. This person yeah. replaced their, their blinds <laughs> with the receipt. <laughs> That's amazing. What's funny is they probably even had to trim it. It was probably even longer than that. <laughs> then, that's so, is it called yeah. Roman shades? Oh, oh, I should know this. Um, I don't know. This. They're just plastic <laughs> blinds. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, Poop deck to CVS. <laughs> Poop deck indeed. Um, we also end up talking about a company that rocks it every week. Does a really stellar job. Uh, we call it our hot sauce packet of the week award because instead of giving away stickers or something that we'd have in our desk, which we don't always have, let's be honest, we do have odd packet condiments in our desk. <laughs> So we're going to be talking about the hot sauce packet for this week. And I believe Danielle is going to be talking about it. It's Gerber. Okay. So this is something cool that I discovered totally on accident. Um, No, I was looking for stuff and then I got targeted on Facebook by this thing. And that was really smart of them. So it's called, okay. Gerber has a service that I originally thought was a bot. It is not. Uh, it's called Dottie, and she's your personal baby expert. So a couple years ago or last year, Gerber started this amazing program where they have all these baby experts on call 24 hours a day for moms to text or um, talk to on the computer or call and they answer your nutrition, lactation, sleep questions. Like if you have a color or a question about baby poop color at 3 a.m., <laughs> you could text an expert and they would get back to you at, you know, 3.05 a.m. Um, and give you an answer. And another cool part about the service, it's totally free, by the way, and I don't even use Gerber products. Um, totally cool part is you can schedule free 15 minute consultations with dietitians, sleep consultants, uh, I believe sleep consultants and um, lactation consultants, which are a huge issue um, or like huge resource if yeah. you're breastfeeding. So um, just a really cool free thing that they offer moms. I mean, it's all marketing, but who says marketing can't have amazing value? Helpful. Being helpful. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's amazing. That's a huge win. (laughs) Be sure to tune to our podcast next week, where we welcome the CEO at Media Junction, Trish Lassard. Until then, stay your course, and remember, this is your voyage. Make it amazing.
Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow voyagers.